Kids, you can go with Mrs. Ashley. Man, it's good to be in the presence of the Lord. Amen? Love it. Sweet, sweet, gentle presence this morning here. Just, uh, you know, when God wants us to surrender something, it's, it's not, I don't think it's, he doesn't come to arm wrestle us. He comes gently. I mean, if, if all he can do is arm wrestle you, then he's, he'll do that. But I think his preferred method is, is to come gently and say, let me have that. I can, I can handle that. I can take care of that. You can trust me with that. So that was, that was sweet. Uh, thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you for ministering to our hearts, God. Thanks for picking out that song, Lisa. I haven't sung that one in a long time. It's kind of kind of nice to pull out an older one. That's an old song now, people. So, <laughs> uh, open your Bibles, First Corinthians twelve. We are in the gifts of the Spirit still, and I'm excited about today because today is a new day, and it's a good day. It's the day the Lord has made, and God's got something to say to us from His Word. So, Holy Spirit, we open. We ask you to open the Scriptures to us as we read this morning. 1 Corinthians 12. I'm going to read it all again. You might be getting tired of this, but I'm going to read it again. <laughs> you might have this memorized here in a couple weeks, a couple more weeks, right? Now, about spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be ignorant... Excuse me, you know that when you were pagans, somehow or other you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I tell you that no one who's speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus, be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. Excuse me, there are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them and all men. Now to each one or to everyone, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there's given through the Spirit the message of wisdom. To another, the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues and to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and He gives them to each one just as He determines. Now you'll notice today that I've gone out of order. If you've been paying attention, uh, I skipped prophecy. That's because I don't believe in it, so we're not going to do it. <laughs> okay, that's not even a good joke. Okay, we're, we'll come back. I'm going to do prophecy at the end, and we may do it like two weeks on it uh, to cover some stuff on, on, under that. So we're going to jump to the next gift, which is uh, distinguishing between spirits or discerning of spirits or discernment of spirits. Different translations say it different ways. It's all the same same thing. The definition. Oh, do you? Who, who doesn't have notes? Um, wave your hand to Mr. Shane, and he will hand them to you uh, if you need a, a copy of the notes. Last week was fun. We did miracles. So uh, there's one up front here, uh, Shane, once you get done in the back. 
So the discerning of spirits is this. I'm going to call it discerning of spirits is, is the title. Um, this is the supernatural ability to recognize whether the source of a person's words, actions, ministry, or manifestation is the Holy Spirit, human, which is the flesh, or demonic. This gift also identifies which demonic spirit is in operation and may as well help in recognizing what the Holy Spirit is doing in someone's life. So that's the definition we have for the discerning spirits. Pretty straightforward. This one, this gift is pretty straightforward, I believe. Uh, so we may not spend a lot of time, you know, breaking it down, but maybe talk about some examples um, that you all have had or you've experienced the definition of discerning, since this may not be a word we use it in church a lot, but we may not use it in other places as much, is basically to perceive or recognize as being different or distinct. So there's a, a recognition, there's a perception, there's a perceiving of what's going on. And so I'm going to read a couple of scriptures here to kind of set the stage. I'll move back because I'm now echoing from that position. First uh, Corinthians chapter two. If you want to turn there, go back to chapter two. First Corinthians chapter two and verse ten, and it says this: uh, God has revealed this to us by His Spirit. And here we go: The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the man's spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. We have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, expressing spiritual truths and spiritual words. The man without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them. Because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual man makes judgment about all things. But he himself is not subject to any man's judgment. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. There's two main things I want to get. There's a lot in this passage that we're not going to discuss this morning. There's two main things. Number one, that the work of the spirit is spiritually discerned. So this is not, this is not a head thing. Okay, it's because I think it's easy for us to if we get thinking too much, we can start thinking that it's about I don't think I don't think that is and that, you know, that's not God or this is God. You know, it's not about a head thing. It's spiritually discerned. So it's not what I think. It's not my opinion. Uh, that's, that's not discernment of spirits. Uh, and the other thing is, it says the spiritual man makes judgment about all things. And I know it's big in our culture to say, don't judge me and don't judge me. And this is not about judging people per se. But as a spiritual person, I need to make a judgments all the time. In fact, the Bible tells us all the time to make judgments. So, you know, it's, it, judgment is not a bad word necessarily. It can be used to condemn people and stuff like that. But that's, that's not that all that the word means. It just means to choose between two things. Hey, is this right or wrong? Is this good or bad? Uh, you know, I make a judgment about what kind of ice cream I want. I don't like, you know, strawberry, so I'm going to, you know, I'm going to choose chocolate or vanilla or something with a bunch of candy in it. You know, it's, we make judgments all the time. But spiritually, it says the spiritual man makes judgments about all things. In other words, 
I'm not just either mindlessly receiving everything because I'm saying, hey, is this from God? Is, is this from the Lord? And even though it might sound right or it might sound good, it might not, there might not be the Spirit of God behind what's going on. It could be there's three sources for any action. It can be God. It can be just a person, the human, totally human element, or it can be demonic. And so we have to, we need the Holy Spirit to help us differentiate because we can't be casting out something that's a human, right? You can't cast out flesh. <laughs> so you can be, I mean, you can even deal in your own life. If you're, you, if you're dealing with something that's your flesh, you can't try to cast out a demon from yourself or something. You know, you can't, oh, get out of here, you spirit of this and that. It's like the flesh. So two things, we've got to make judgments about, about things. So in other words, we need to have our ears and eyes open about what's going on. 1 John 4 says, if you want to turn that, 1 John chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. 1 John is almost the end of the Bible there, near Revelation. 1 John 4 says this, uh, Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, (laughs) but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you can recognize the spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God, but every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist which you have heard is coming and even now is already in the world. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you, remember this scripture, the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. They are from the world and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world and the world listens to them. We are from God and whoever knows God listens to us. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. So that there's a lot there again too. I'm not going to break down everything there this morning, but basically to realize that's just the reality. Another scripture showing us, hey, not everything's God. Not everything spiritual is God. And we have to we have to be careful. I mean, I've I've seen well-meaning believers get themselves caught up in things that are not the Holy Spirit. You know, there's all kinds of weird stuff about healing. I've seen some strange stuff about healing. Have you? You know, people holding crystals and stuff. Believers in Jesus that I know. You know, like holding crystals and, you know, you drop in weird, you know, don't, if anything gets gets strange and it's not in the Bible, if it's not like, you know, you don't need to go through some fancy ritual or anything. There's not some magic thing that God's going to give you about healing. You know, that's something from another spirit. It may be just a human thing, someone trying to sell something, but it, it's most likely it's, it's, that's not the Spirit of God. <laughs> you know, you can actually get healed and it not be the Holy Spirit. You're not really healed, but it takes the symptom away. That's how witch doctors work in other countries. Because people actually find relief but they get another type of bondage. In other words, they go in to get rid of something else, and the witch doctor gets a bigger demon to take care of what's in their life and says, oh yeah, I'll take care of that. You won't have that anymore. Now you're going to have something else when you get home. (laughs) Because that stuff's real. 
That's, that stuff's real. I'm not meaning to freak you out. I hope I did, though. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, that's the real deal. But see, here's, here's the thing that we need to be reminded from this scripture as well, that greater is he that's in me than he who's in the world. So I don't need to live in fear about those things. I love the, I love the, uh, the video. Which one is it? It's a, it's a kind of a documentary. It's, I think it's called Father of Lights. It's done by a spirit-filled guy who goes around and travels and just films the activity of the Holy Spirit kind of. And so he goes, I think I've told this story before, but he goes to India and there's this, this big-time witch doctor guy. And nobody goes and messes with him. There's, you know, in other words, you don't just go play around with this. And the guy that's filming the movie says he's with this guy who literally hears the voice of God in the morning audibly. And God gives him direction every day. And again, it's not hard for me to believe someone, especially another nation who's not caught up in all our Western mindset to just sit down and talk to God. And God sends him out and he does all kinds of, sees all kinds of miraculous things. And so... This guy sat down, and the next day he said, hey, we're going to go see that witch doctor. And so the guy even filming the, the movie says, I, cannot, I was up half the night worried about this. Because, <laughs> I mean, this is not just some little, you know, this guy, is, they've seen, you know, this, guy, this witch doctor send elephants to destroy villages and do all kinds of crazy stuff. You're like, is this a movie? Or, or you know, this stuff really happens. There's, there's spiritual stuff going on all the time. You know, in the U.S., the demons hide. That's what they do. Because it, it's best if we don't believe in them. So that if they reveal themselves, then we, we, whoa. But in other countries, their method is sometimes to try to scare, to do as much as they can to show, hey, we're, we're the big deal. So that's kind of what's happening here. So it was so amazing to watch this video. So this man of God walks into this remote place where this witch doctor guy stays. And as soon as he walks up, The witch doctor begins to yell and scream and saying all this stuff. Get away, get away. Hides himself inside his hut or whatever. Get away, get away. And the, the, the man of God guy, I can't remember his name, is just, you've seen this one, right, Sharon? So if, if I mess it up, ask Sharon, Jake, they've watched this several times. He, he goes and says, hey, I just want to talk with you. I just, I just want to, I want to, I'm here to tell you about Jesus, basically. And I'm like, no, 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 get away. And as he gets closer the witch doctor starts screaming, I can't see, I can't see, I'm blind, I'm blind. Because the power of God is that much greater than the power of the enemy. And so we have to recognize when we're dealing with these things, we have to know who God is in us. Because we don't want to be put in a place of fear because discerning the Spirit is not about so we can see something and go, oh, whoa. <laughs> Even though some of us, that's what we want to do. is like we do, oh, a demon. Well, demons are around. <laughs> they're, they're around. Now, we don't need to go looking for them. It's not a demon hunt, okay? We don't need a big pack and go, let's search out all the demons. I, fi- I found enough just coming at me, you know. <laughs> I don't need to go look for them, okay? <laughs> so it's not about that. But to know, greater is he. That's a great scripture. Greater is he is in me than he is in the world. And who's in the world? Who's the spirit of the world? That's, that's the devil. So the enemy, we need to know that we have, we have the greater authority. Just like that guy walking in with a witch doctor. Again, he didn't do that unless God sent him. But because God sent him, he's like, I'm here. Now the witch doctor didn't accept Jesus. He refused. And so he had to leave. And you know who knows why he was sent. But he came to bring the message of the good news even to this one who was so bound 
by all kinds of spirits probably. So, practical advice in using this gift. I'm going to have, I'm going to have Greg share a story here in just a minute um, that, that is helpful in part of this. Number one, uh, the discerning of spirits is it's that something is not right since. You know, have you ever had that experience where you just go, something's just not right here. Again, it's not your head, because our head, can, we can have all kinds of opinions and thoughts. I don't want to base what's, you know, whether something is spiritually good or spiritually bad or spiritually just human um, by my head, but I want to have the Holy Spirit reveal that to me. But there's, you know, He gives us that, that signal. So it's, it's just kind of that, you know, that kind of radar, you know, of ding, 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 something not right here. Sometimes you'll experience that if you're reading something. You can read something that's written something. They can be talking about the Bible, and there can be just something that's like, there's something just not right here. And so that's, that's, that's the Holy Spirit giving you discernment of the spirit of this thing. It might just be this guy talking or this gal writing. In other words, it's their own opinion. It's not God. It's not from God. But, or it might be something that's actually you know, from the enemy. Number two, this is not a negativity gift. <laughs> Some people get too caught up in discernment, confuse discernment with its ugly, you know, ugly step-cousin, suspicion. <laughs> so the discernment of spirits is not the gift of suspicion. I think they mentioned that yesterday in our training. But it's, it's the recognition of the good and the bad. So it's not about just finding the bad. I think that's the great thing about discernment because sometimes people who are discerning, they end up focusing on the negative. They end up focusing on all the things that are wrong with something because God shows them those things. And that's great. We need to know those things. But the discernment of spirits is also the recognition of the good. Hey, that's God. This is something good that's going on right here. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm tracking with what God is doing. Number three, just because something's there doesn't mean you do anything. Just because something's there doesn't mean you do anything. If God shows you there's, you know, a demonic spirit in somebody that you're praying with, it doesn't mean you have to go after that thing. And you're like, thank goodness I was going to have you come pray anyway. I'm going to get Ronnie. <laughs> right? I'm going to get one of the elders. <laughs> Miss Dorothy's not here today. I'm going to get Miss Dorothy. She can help me pray with this. Right? You know? But here's the deal. I mean, some of us might get... I don't think any of us are in this thing. But hey, just because something's there, if God shows you something, doesn't mean you're supposed to do something. It might just be for your information, just so you can pray, so you know how to pray for this person. Uh, just because you discern something's there doesn't mean anything needs to be done in that moment. Kind of like this guy with the witch doctor. This guy didn't go to that witch doctor until God told him. There was a right time for him to deal with it. They knew this is a whole huge spiritual stronghold where this guy is. But, you know, he was sent... A certain day when, when the Holy Spirit said, today's the day. So if you see something there, the next question is probably ask, hey, Lord, what do you want me to do? How do what do I deal with this? Is it just for me to know, to know, hey, this, this is there? Or is it for me to actually deal with the situation? Sometimes he might say deal with it. And then you're like, oh, no. <laughs> now I need to go get one of the elders, right? <laughs> no, you don't. Because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. So... Remember that. Let that scripture, if you ever have to deal with that kind of stuff, you know, be aware that you have authority. You are a child of the king. You, you, are, you sit with Jesus in the heavenlies, it says. You are seated with, Jesus, seated with Christ in heavenly places. Um, number four, um, 
When praying for healing, sometimes this, can, this gift will help you know if a spirit is involved in the sickness or disease. And we talked about that with the gift of healing, but this can help you discern, hey, is this sickness, which is you know a virus or bacteria or some kind of disease on a person, or is there a spiritual source to this? In other words, if you don't deal with the spiritual source, the person won't be healed because the source of their sickness is not physical, it's spiritual. And so the, I think the discernment, discerning of spirits can help you recognize that at times. Again, it's not your head, it's your spiritually discerned. Um, real quick, how does this gift operate? I think it operates the same way God speaks to us. If you're a seer type, if you see pictures, God might show you. If any of you all know uh, uh, Jason Poe, um, you know, I know we haven't seen him for a while, but uh, he still lives in Midland. Uh, but Jason Poe is a seer. He can literally see in the spirit. And so he's seen demons before, you know, and he can recognize what they are. So that's how God deals with him. But not all of us are seers where we'll see it. You know, and some of us are, thank you, Jesus. I don't want to see any of that stuff, right? Some of us are like, yeah, I want to see angels. He's like, well, you get to see both. <laughs> If you see, you get to see it all, the good, the bad, and the in-between. So it could be that, or it could be just that sense. If God just speaks to you with impressions and speaks to you in your heart, that's how he generally does it. I think that's how he's going to speak to you with this gift. You're just going to have an inner knowing. You're going to have a knowledge. There might be, if you're a, a real sensor-type feeling person, then when you walk into a place, you might actually literally feel it physically. You know, my, my dad's a real sensitive person in terms of physical. He can, he'll walk into a store and he'll go, ooh, I felt that. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> Whatever. No. I mean, you know, we were at a store at, uh, where was that? Oh, in Wisconsin. We stopped at some gift shop at this place. And we walked in. And he, he immediately, I, I, I knew he was, he was feeling something there. But he physically feels uh, the spirit that's over that. And they were selling some weird junk in there. And it was just, I was just like, I generally just get the, the more of the uneasy feeling. Uh, the like, something is, something's fishy here. That, that's generally how it works with me. And so, <clears throat> uh, but it could, it could be with your senses, uh, where you'll, you know, certain types of spirits, you'll feel like a, a, a push, like a barrier and others. And I'm going totally off of, other people telling me this one. And some, it's drawn. It's drawing you in. A spirit that's a sexual spirit will be pulling you towards it. Something more like witchcraft or something else is going to be repelling you. It's pushing you. Okay, that's totally from other people's experience that I've read and heard about, uh, including my dad. So, um, there's so many different ways that God communicates uh, the discerning of spirits to us. And so... I know Greg has an example. Um, you, want, you want to share that, Greg? Kind of dealing with, hey, when you deal with things, whether it's a person or uh, a spirit or the flesh, I think it was helpful, I remember. Okay. Yeah, yeah, go okay. ahead and do share however you want. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, with spirits, there's all kinds of spirits. You know, there's ruling spirits that operate within the borders of man. And so, oftentimes, especially during Mardi Gras, you can leave Texas and enter into Louisiana, and I'm a guy that can feel that. And you can sense 
the difference in this. Well, uh, 30 years ago, I was uh, in a relationship where I was, I was a pastor for a man that was a psychiatrist. And he was a little different than most psychiatrists. <laughs> he had got baptized in the Holy Spirit. And he found out that most of the things that he dealt with was demonic. And so that didn't bode well for him. And uh, what really got him into trouble is he cast a demon out of a kid in the emergency room. <laughs> and so he kind of he kind of got uh, uh, moved away from the the uh, psychiatric community here. But anyway, he had come into a relationship with a man here who's one of the oil families here, and. Uh, He had two kids. He had a, a, a girl and a son, and son was the younger. And so every summer they would go to Martha's Vineyard and places like that, but they left the kids to themselves. And so they got into tarot cards, Ouija boards, and all of this. So the girl used to come to Spring sometime, if y'all remember. And she would sit back in the back. It's usually on a Sunday night. And she would make all kinds of noises, just try to disrupt and all of that. And we never dealt, never felt led to deal with that. But the uh, uh, father came to this guy and he said, I've lost my daughter and I'm about to lose my son. But the boy was like 16 or 17, something like that. And he said, I don't know what it is but I think you might, you know. So uh, so he told him, he said, well, I want your son to move in with me. And he was in, lived in his house for a year. And so he would oftentimes call me and say, can you come over? I'm having kind of a problem. I need some help, you know. And, and so that's okay. I mean, no, no, Jesus sent him out two by two, you know. And, that, and so... Uh, and so I was mostly the watcher. And so I saw some stuff that was real biblical. Like sometimes he'd throw himself on the floor and just just kind of foam at the mouth and stuff like this. And for a Baptist boy, <laughs> that was amazing. But, <laughs> but anyway, so we dealt with this over a period of a year. And sometimes like he'd call me, sometimes he wouldn't. But... He had cast, I think it was 27 demons out of this boy because they opened themselves up to it. And so he called me one day and he said, Greg, I've got a problem with Peter. He said, I can't cast this demon out of him. And so he said, can you come over? And I said, okay. And then I said, that's not a demon. I said, Peter is clean of demons. And there was a pause and he said, I guess you can't cast his soul out, can you? And so that's the discernment part. Is you're not always dealing with the demon. Sometimes you are. And sometimes you just may be dealing with somebody's soul. Or maybe uh, 
a spoiled kid, somebody that's been spoiled or something like that. Not always a demon. And uh, I heard, heard a guy say one time, you know, I don't think there's a demon behind every door, but I always look <laughs> and make sure. And what John was talking about, the authority that he has given to us, there's a, a deal with, uh, with uh, hang on just a minute, I'll get his name here. You've talked about him a lot. The old uh, faith healer. Smith Wigglesworth. Okay. I got it. Smith Wigglesworth said one time in, in read one of his books, he said he heard a noise in his house one night about 2 o'clock in the morning. And so he got up and went in there and he said it was Satan. And he said, oh, it's just you. And he turned around and went back to bed. You know, and that's the way it is. It's just you. If you don't give him a place, then Jesus has given us authority over him. But he has also gave us discernment. And so. Good. I think that's very helpful. I love that story. That's why I wanted, I'd heard it before, but and many of you maybe, maybe have, but uh, it's helpful. Um, there's some examples from Scripture there at the bottom. Um, Acts 8, where Peter knows that when Simon comes and, you know, he knows his intent is wrong for wanting the Holy Spirit. You know, here's a guy that says, hey, I want to I I lay hands on people so that they receive the Holy Spirit. You know, that sounds like a good thing, right? That sounds like a good thing. But Peter discerned that this was this was not what <laughs> this is not coming from God. Um, Peter knowing about Ananias and Sapphira um, that they were coming with with a lion spirit basically, um, and Paul and the slave girl um, in Acts 16. That's a story where again, here's the thing: where someone's saying the right thing, but it's coming from the wrong source. What what does the slave girl yell in Acts 16? These are servants of the Most High God. She, she's listen to them. That's what she went around screaming. Hey, you need to listen to these guys. And finally, Paul's like, "Get out, in Jesus' name!" <laughs> you know, he cast a demon out of her because she was saying the right thing, but it was from the wrong spirit. In other words, the enemy will come to, sometimes come in and say the right things to discredit the work of God. I have an example. You know, there was a, this was an Austin, when I was in Austin, and uh, we had this, this young couple show up at church, um, and they were, the dude just looked like he was just on fire for God. I mean, he would just talk about everything about God this, God that, and he would, oh, I, I, I love the Lord, and I'm just, he was just a passionate guy. He was, he was amped up, and he, there was kind of a move for unity in the churches at that time. In Austin, they're really pushing for it, and I'm glad to hear that they've received a whole lot more in the 13 years I've been gone from Austin. But uh, there, that was just kind of beginning to stir in that city where there's like, hey, we're one church, we're, you know, and, and pastors were trying to get together and, and uh, you know, pray together and try to do things together and just try to be on each other's side and say, hey, let's, let's be one church. And so this guy came in, he, he just came in and started talking about unity a lot, too. He's like, man, you know, we're all just one and all that. And so I remember being at a, like a home meeting. I don't remember if it was a home group or just a Bible study type thing. We were at a home meeting, and this guy, this guy began to just pray. And, oh, man, he was, he was going after, he was praying, you know, he was praying and praying. And it all sounded so good. I mean, he said all the right things. 
But as he's praying, I knew something was wrong. You know, I was just like, why, Lord, why am I not, like when this guy is praying, oh, Lord, unite the churches, bring them together. Why am I like, yeah, I don't know about that. You know, is there something wrong with me? And so what was happening at that point was I didn't really realize it, I think, was there was, a, there was a discerning of spirits going on. It's like, hey, this guy's saying the right thing, but this is not from God. So as we got to know this guy, this, this couple a little bit more, um, my sister-in-law, Jennifer, Josh, Josh and Jennifer, uh, I don't even know, they weren't married yet. Uh, she went over to visit the, the wife. And so she went into the house, the apartment, and it was... It was bizarre. <laughs> she went in and there was these pictures of like demon heads and all kinds of weird stuff on the walls. And this girl started talking about um, all the stuff that would happen in their house. And, and she was it was a cry for help from her because she was like, something's not right. And it, as it turns out, this guy was severely demonized. And what he had was he had some kind of religious thing that was trying to worm its way into our church and say all the right things and get influence uh, in our church. And so we begin, you know, it was the discernment that first alerted us, hey, there's something not right here. And we, we even talked about, eh, there's something, what's going on with this guy? And so, you know, I encourage you, you know, I just, I just think it's, we're trying to be real practical today, um, is, you know, this is a very practical gift that can help in dealing with all kinds of situations. And so, so be aware of what's going on. It says, God says, hey, we need to make judgment about all things. We need to be, we need to have our, our radar, our discernment on at all times. And then this is supernatural. We don't have to figure this out in our head. Again, this is a gift of the Holy Spirit. This is, this is a gift. It's, it's a good gift. Too. It's it's a good gift for us to use. And so anybody else have a have a quick story that you want to share that kind of ties into this? I'll just open it up here. Go for it. Well, it's not a positive story, but um just on a note of on, on discernment, uh, uh Katie and I walked through a situation where someone had discernment of a spirit that was on our lives, on our family, and they didn't tell us about that discernment until a situation happened afterwards, which if we had been told about that discernment, that we would have been able to keep an, a lookout for that spirit or for that action taking place and may have been able to uh, deviate that. So, you know, if you do have a discernment and you feel like you need to tell someone about that, then, you know, don't, and, you know, you talked about not acting on it. Um, but if you do feel like you need to tell someone, then it's, sometimes it's very important that you do tell someone. That's good. Yeah, I think the the thing to emphasize is if you see something there, is then ask the Lord, what do I do? Um, you know, not to do nothing or do something, but say, Lord, am I supposed to do something? Should I share that with this person? Should I not share that with this person at this time? Because I believe that the Lord will, will lead us. He's He's not going to just show us that and go, hey, good luck. You don't know what to do now, huh? <laughs> Figure it out. No, he's he's gonna he's gonna lead us. If he's showing you something, there's there's a reason for it. He may say, just pray for them. He may say, gently share that with them. He may say, wait one week, they'll be ready for it, <laughs> and then share it with them. So that's that's a that's a good example. Um, that is positive. You learn you learn something from it, so it's positive. 
The Lord works good. Anybody else got got one? We can do a positive one. That's fine. <laughs> well, it, it, Amy's not here. When she was about nine, ten, she would walk the school bus. She would come in the back door of our house out in the country, and I would get home within ten or fifteen minutes. The way the timing was, so she didn't tell me that she had had a dream and an oomph um, until after this happened. But she called me one day, and I was just five minutes from the house, and she said. Mama, Mama, there's a baby rattlesnake right at the back door. I almost stepped on it. And baby rattlesnakes are really in the, where we live in the country. And when, so, I, of course, I got home and you know, said, don't obviously go the other direction. And I'm almost there. But we were talking about it afterwards. She said, yeah, I had this dream about coming home from school. And, there was a, and, then, and then I had like a feeling about it. So I've been really careful this week when I come around that corner. I just don't walk right in. I've been walking and looking real carefully. And sure enough, within three or four days... There was a baby rattlesnake. Cool. All right. The Lord's going to show us stuff beforehand sometimes. Excuse me. Anybody else? One more? Sure. Well, I thought I'd just uh, jump in here because I really like what John was saying about sometimes we may get something from the Lord and then we have to say, okay, Lord, what do I do with this? And, um, from my experience, uh, one thing that happened to me quite some time ago was I was going to a youth camp, and um, I really felt like the kids were, uh, I, don't, I don't know how to really say it the right way, but they were uh, kind of rejecting people, and they were being kind of clicky, I guess is the word. And I was real sensitive to that, and I felt rejected by this group at times. And I really felt like, the Lord had a word for them, and it was kind of a rebuke. And so me and my zealous youth, I would say, kind of prepared this thing and got all these scriptures out and was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let these guys have it, you know. And uh, uh, fortunately, I checked in with God and I said, okay, Lord, here I go. And he said, nope. I, I was like, okay. But I, was, I said, okay, fine, you know, and I, I, I let the Lord have that one. Lo and behold, that evening, the pastor, the youth pastor, shared the exact same message for the, for the group. And that was just so encouraging to me because I saw, okay, it wasn't my word, but it was from the Lord, so it's kind of a confirmation. And the whole reason I came up here was I wanted to share that, but I, I learned from that that uh, sometimes when we want to do something for God, like it's our flesh, we shouldn't do it. And it's oftentimes where God says, you know, I say, oh, I'm embarrassed. I don't want to do that. Maybe like me with a microphone in my hand, for example. But God says, no, maybe you should share that. And it's, it's, it's like when we want to, sometimes God doesn't want us to. And conversely, sometimes when we don't want to, God says, nope, here's your... Here's your time. So uh, I just, I, I really like that, that we got to check in with the Lord. and Yeah, awesome, man. Awesome. Love that. Per- great example. Great example. Thank you, Andrew. That's cool. Um, yeah, it's not always the right time. So I think check in with him. He's, he's going to lead us. He's going to lead us. 
And so sometimes we don't check in and, and ask, but I, I, I think that question is, is a great question to ask. Okay, Lord, <laughs> I'm ready to do this. Oh, okay, that's not so good. Uh, one more? Anybody got one more? You got one? Go for it, Dennis. You want to say something? <laughs> I've been getting an impression recently that that's what we should be doing. The church shouldn't be just a one-way street where you're up there talking, everybody's just listening. Good. It's good to have some interaction. So, yeah, it's, it's helpful. I mean, we've we've been doing this a lot with these studies. I think it's been great. So, I appreciate that. So, we want to keep that up. Your input is is important. So it's not just about the person up front. So that's excellent. You got one? one? Okay, one more. Here we go. Oh, boy. Um, on the subject of, of the feelings, you know, like, like he was talking about his dad and how he gets that uneasy feeling or Tom says, oh, I felt that and whatever. Um, 99% of the time, if it feels wrong, it is wrong. Um whether that's in your everyday life or in a in a spiritual situation or whatever you want to call it, if it feels wrong, it is wrong. So if you get that feeling, don't ignore it. Don't say, oh, no, that's, it's, that's weird, but whatever. Um, listen to that feeling because it can be very helpful, keep you safe. So. Good. Good word. Good word. Amen. I think this just helps us navigate life. This is part of what this gift is for: is to, is to how we navigate life, how we deal with what's going on around us. So it's it's, it's this has been very good. So let's stand up. Lord, we just we just ask you right now to release this gift in more fullness. Lord, help us be more clear on discerning what's going on, discerning your voice, Lord. Help us, Lord, we're supposed to discern the Holy Spirit. Lord, we want to recognize the work that you're doing in lives, in our lives and in lives around us. So we just invite you to speak to us. We thank you for this gift, God. We thank you that this gift will be active. I pray, Lord, I pray for anybody in this room who's never said, I, I don't know if I've ever experienced this gift. And, and I, I just pray that you would, you would ignite something this morning, Lord, that that gift would be activated. We speak to those things that are dormant in our lives, and we say, wake up in Jesus' name. Let the, let the spark come and let it open up. God, those of us who do operate in this gift or have in the past, or uh, Lord, we just, want, we just ask for an increase. Holy Spirit, we just thank you. Lord, and it doesn't have to be, Lord, we thank you, Lord, just how, how down to earth this has been today, that you've been speaking to us, that we can deal with these things with your authority, with your wisdom, with your knowledge, and with your plan. God, we want to we follow your plan. Help us to hear your voice when you're saying, don't do something, don't say something. 
uh, and help us to know when you're saying, hey, I, you don't want to say something, but I want you to say it anyway. Lord, give us boldness uh, to go past the barriers, to go past, uh, Lord, the chicken line in our lives, Lord, the, the, the place of fear where we don't want to step out in things. Lord, we thank you for this, and we ask, we, we thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for this gift. Lord, this is a gift uh, to the, us and to those around us. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Give somebody a hug, and uh, let's have our discerners going this week.